This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Okay, Shane, I need a fantasy football update from you. I am on a comeback trail. I am three and one. Started the year with the worst loss so far. I think I lost by 90. It's been well documented here. And lowest point total of maybe the year right off the bat. And now I'm on a three-game winning streak. This past week, my luck, or call it genius, my defense won the game. My defense scored 23 points for the win. No way. Are you serious? I am very serious. I won by two points maybe and playing an Integra partner agent that's in our league and he had Debo Samuel and Debo went off and my defense allowed three field goals and scored 23 points and had a touchdown interception pick six. So luck or skill, I'm taking luck. Okay. So I must say that my season has been a bit more dismal than that. And I can honestly say that I think my second week loss was much worse than your first week loss to the point that my husband just said, Tanya, just put your phone up. And in the third week, he looked at me about two hours in and took my phone out of my hand because it was way too distressing for me. But this week I finally won. So I'm now one in three. So I broke my perfect losing record. But obviously I was a much better manager last year than this year. I have your team is what we determine. I have Lamar Jackson. I have Christian McCaffrey. I have several players that I think you had last year. And so I said after the last couple of wins that I was just going to change my name to Team Jackson because he was scoring 40 and 50 points every week. Now he had a down week and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is unbelievable. I don't care what happens as long as he plays good. It is in the draft. It's kind of like youth sports, like little league baseball or youth basketball. Youth basketball is 100% based on draft day. You're winning or losing in the draft. So I'm trying to use the excuse of we did our draft at lunchtime and my brain was not in the game, but I just really got messed up and didn't keep up with where I was that day. So anyway, but that's okay because I'm going to go into next week and the week after with a championship mindset and we will see what happens. Oh, but I have moved from last in the league to next to last in the league. So if you got a championship mindset, then you're going to be okay. Because at the end, that's all we're worried about is, do you have a championship mindset? I had this interesting story that we just have been up in Kansas. And of course, the Jayhawks are the talk of college football right now. The basketball school that's 5-0 and and a couple of big wins. And there's a video around from the Kansas coach. He's only in his second year, Lance Lightbolt. They were talking about the story and where the program was and this unbelievable turnaround from a two-win season last year to now 5-0 and on the verge of being bowl eligible. And look, I know it's a long season, but the way the video talks about it, Coach Leipold is talking about conversation he had with his wife because his weekly radio show last year, and they played OU to like a 10-point game late in the season. This was before the big upset at Texas. And the audience at the bar and grill there where they host the weekly radio show was giving him a standing ovation for the close loss to OU. He told his wife, he said, they are applauding me for competing. They are applauding me for getting the team to a competitive loss. He goes, 
we got to change that. He goes, that is not acceptable. He has such a championship mindset. He won six national championships at a division three school. Then he went to the University of Buffalo, turned them into a perennial conference power. And then Kansas hires him. He comes in. There's not a lot of moving around of players. He's having to deal with the cards that he's dealt. He goes two and 10, but he wins at Texas, the big upset at the end of the year. And that takes them through the off season. And now he's five and oh. So the Jayhawks are on a six game winning streak going back to the end of last season with the Texas upset. This guy has an unbelievable championship mindset. I saw a friend post on social media earlier, and he said, as I say, TCU and KU will now play for supremacy in the Big 12. I get the strange feeling that the devil just bought a Zamboni. (laughs) I mean, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, just go look at the Big 12 standings. And you're like, what is going on? University of Kansas and Kansas State are both in the top 20. Kansas State, TCU, University of Kansas, top of your Big 12. OU is on a spiral. Texas is... Texas is Texas. Texas is Texas. I don't know what they're doing. They got the high-priced everything, but they're not winning. It's just nuts. And I just love it. I am such an underdog type of person and personality in general. And I just love this thing that Leipold has done there. I was at the game against Iowa State and the students rushed the field after the win. And the PA announcer came on and literally said, fans, please exit the field. At this point, I hope you understand we expect to win. And I was like, ooh, that is awesome. So let's talk about what a championship mindset means for our business. I mean, champions aren't born with trophies in their hands, right? Yes, some people are born with some skill. Some people are born with talent more than others. But when it comes down to it, I'm going to take mindset over skill any day of the week. You have to win mentally before you can win physically. That is something that I've said as a coach. If you come to the field, the court, the arena, the dance floor, and you don't have an expectation to win, then you're not going to win most of the time. Having a championship mindset means you have to win mentally. You have to win the mental game. And I think in our businesses... That is so true, especially in the starting of a business, the starting of an agency or in the dog days of summer, so to speak, of the lull of reaching a certain stage of agency life and realizing that you need to keep plowing forward. All of these things are areas where a championship mindset or not having a championship mindset can push you backwards or be the difference between success and failure. This idea of I'm going to win and I'm mentally going to win and push myself forward is critical when it comes to running and owning a successful agency. I think knowing what winning means is key. And I think so many of us go into starting a business or trying to grow our business, and we really don't know exactly what winning is. So we're not visualizing it. So that's a great point. When you start an agency in that first, I'm going to say 24 to 36 months is really hard. And it's really 
easy to go down the negative path. It's really easy to think you're not winning at the 15 month mark. We have these benchmarks that we put out there for our new partners that start up agencies and these benchmark areas are really checkpoints along the way. And you develop those. And as you were thinking about those and where these benchmarks and we talked through that, where should these benchmarks be? Well, they should be from a checkpoint standpoint, areas where agents can look and go, am I on time? Am I making progress? And the whole point was to have a point in time where you reach what we call level of success. These aren't quotas. They are literally self-tracking benchmarks. And I think that's really important because understanding winning in the game of agency ownership, like we talk a lot about infinite game. I mean, really winning is just staying in the game. But some people look at it and they look at their 36-month point of time and they get in the comparison game and they're like, I'm not where that other agency is. I'm losing. No, that's not true. You're not necessarily losing. But if you don't know where you started and where you're at and you have checkpoints along the way, how do you know what winning even feels like? You don't. I think one of the keys for me to a championship mindset is consistency. When you look at people that have been successful long term, they've kept it simple. They've been highly consistent and they're not always looking for the next best thing because they're embracing what is working for them, which doesn't mean you don't need to stay on the top of your game and continue to grow and learn and make kind of micro adjustments along the way, but it's staying focused staying consistent, figuring out what works for you in staying on track. Like you said, champions aren't born with trophies in their hand. Yes, it can be developed. I grew up not always winning. Sure, I would say that for the majority of my life, if you wanted to get down to the nuts and bolts of it, was I a winner? Am I a winner? Was I a winner growing up? Yes, more times than not. I won more than I lost. But did I have a championship mindset at 10 years old, at 15 years old, even at 20, 21 years old at the collegiate level. It really wasn't until my days at Oklahoma State playing for the legendary Gary Ward that I really, really understood championship mindset. Just the things that are really hard to describe when you have a program like that, this natural mindset of expectation to win is so contagious and you can't help it. You either develop it or you get out. I do give a lot of credit to my days at Oklahoma State as having transitioned me from a small town athlete that had some skill set that was there to play the game. But I wasn't necessarily intentionally to win. Not until I got to the Oklahoma State level did Gary Ward transition me. We have to be able to do that in our businesses. And I think that's why mentorship, I think that's why who we surround ourselves with is really, really important. You always talk about in baseball that when you hit three out of 10, that's success. So if you think about it from the other perspective, you know, if you're thinking of it as, you know, you failed seven out of 10 times, well, 
okay. But I'd be willing to bet at that point that you're feeling failure, you're doubling down on your routine. You're doubling down on training. You're doubling down on what you know what you're supposed to do, whether it's in the weight room or batting practice. And I think for some reason, we don't transition that thought into success for our business. If we have a routine, if we have a plan, if we see a little bit of failure, we start to think, oh my gosh, I've got to do something different. What is that one more thing I'm going to buy? What am I going to do differently? How am I going to go about this differently? Instead of doubling down on our plan and our routine and saying, I know this works. I have faith it's going to work. Let's keep going. And you're going to find yourself in those moments, in those days where it doesn't feel like you're winning. It's going to happen. We talk about championship mindset versus being humble. There's a little bit of mixture in here of eating some humble pie and the championship mindset isn't arrogance. The people that have the arrogance are the ones that have the hardest fall. Having confidence is not arrogance. And I think about this from the athlete standpoint. It's great to be confident. It's terrible to be arrogant. And if you want to develop or you have a championship mindset and you want to retain that mindset, you have to understand that I kind of see this arrogance thing as this sharp up and sharp down type of mentality. You're never really even kill. It's really hard to live on emotion while you're running an agency, starting an agency, growing an agency, because if you live on the emotion track, you are going to spend a lot of time struggling with your mentality. You can't live on this emotion. And we had this rule at Oklahoma State, regardless of the score, regardless of the inning, whether we were up by 10, losing by 10, whether it was the first inning, the fifth inning, or the ninth inning, you could look in our dugout and you never knew. You could never tell. That's how even kill the emotion was. And look, there's a lot of things going on out there in society today and popular culture with sports about this passion. There were people in that day that interpreted the Gary Ward teams of the 80s and 90s of arrogance. They were not arrogant. They were confident. They were extremely confident. They did not have the fist pumping chest bumping. The whole team didn't go out to celebrate the home run. The guy on deck that's up to bat next, that was who high five. That was a helmet bump. That was it. It was very professional type of deal because it was expected. If you're business and you're a business owner and you're high, high, high on sell, 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 and then things go flat one month, what are you doing? Are you mad? Are you angry? Is your temper flaring at your people? What kind of culture are you creating? There's a better way to develop a winning and championship mindset that doesn't include this emotional roller coaster. I had a coach one time that called it attention management. And he would tell me that for every time you get upset, every time you get mad at yourself for not being able to accomplish something, to not be able to achieve something, that that is energy that you're wasting that you could put into reps to get better. Because I get really mad at myself. I do. That's something that long term I've tried to work to get through because I have such high expectations that when I don't reach them, then 
I think I'm a failure. But I've started to figure out, okay, attention management, let's redirect that, let's fix it. And so moving forward, it's in a different place. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But now I know to watch it and catch myself. And that whole concept of attention management to control that emotion and reframe thinking, I think has helped me long term. I think a lot of high performers are hard on themselves. It's very natural to be hard on yourself because of the expectation. I think you're right in that managing it is the key. People have to learn that are high performers how to control that. What are you going to do? What's your outlet? It's really easy to crash mentally, personally, when you have that failure. It's really, really easy to do that. But really, the business needs you to stay in the game. The agency employees need you to stay in the game. The carriers need you to stay in the game. They don't need you to crash. Your family needs you to stay in the game. Having that championship mindset approach and having the outlet to deal with that that's healthy is really, really important. I think that's kind of back to work-life balance. I don't think that anyone would ever accuse me of not wanting to win or not wanting to succeed or be more or be better. But sometimes having a championship mindset means that there's learning going on and there's some failure you got to pick yourself up from. I've said it several times around how many times we've tripped, skin our knee and had to pick ourselves back up when it came to building our business. Man, we've made a ton of mistakes because of those mistakes, we're so much better today. And I think having the championship mindset means being able to get up from those mistakes and go, okay, that didn't work. Now what? Not, oh my gosh, that didn't work. We're doomed. It was never that. It was always, that didn't work. What do we need to tweak? What do we need to fix? What do we need to go practice and work on and get better? That is such a lost part of the conversation in building and developing this type of mindset. Looking at the 2019 LSU football team, arguably one of the greatest college teams of all time. And looking at Joe Burrow, he went through three or four roommates that year before he finally found a roommate that he clicked with because he was so incredibly focused. And he wanted to watch game tape. He wanted to watch tapes of Breeze and Brady and other successful athletes all the time. And study, and he had this routine. And several of the initial players that roomed with him kind of got mad because they wanted to play video games. And they said that he would never relax. And so they kind of cycled through to find another player that had that same kind of mindset. And they said when that happened and it clicked, that what he was trying to do was have this mindset of, I've accomplished X, so now I want to help somebody else accomplish why. And I think that's a big part of that championship mindset is knowing, okay, I'm doing great things. Now, how can I help others do the same thing? You got to win mentally before you can win physically. And I think about even on a very, very small scale and a very, very basic level. A good buddy of mine is our new high school baseball coach. And he was a teammate of mine a couple of years in college. Really good baseball player, but he's been an incredible coach. And he's won state championships. He's been to Austin state tournaments in Texas, which is not easy. He's now our high school baseball coach, and he's taken over a program that is not a winning program. He's trying to rebuild it, new challenge in his life. And 
I'm helping him a little bit. We are trying to help this group of young men win the mental game first. And it is so different because there's an expectation to lose. They lost a couple of fall games early on simply because they were beat before the game started. Scheduled us to play some fall around some other really high quality baseball programs around the area that are perennial fourth and fifth round playoff teams. And we're going through this exercise of helping these young men develop this mindset that you have to win mentally before you win physically. And it has been very refreshing for me. They've been a great reminder of how this still fits into running a business today. Now that I have a big girl job, I have very limited time to coach ballroom outside of work. And you know, I'll have couples or I'll have a female or a male come to me and they're like, you know, I really want you to coach me. And one of the first questions that I ask is, what is your goal? It's so unusual to me as a former competitor to have somebody come back and they'll say, well, I want to make the top 25 or I just want to make finals. I just want to make that top 15 or that top top 10. And I'll say, I'm not the right coach for you because I want somebody coming in that wants to win. And I know that if somebody wants to win, then I can get them there. But it's going to drive me crazy. And it's going to be mentally exhausting for me working with somebody that's happy just making the top 25 or just making the top 10. I've seen this meme floating around social media. All the people are in this one line and the booth that is set up is everyone who wants to win. And then there's a second booth with no line. Nobody's in that line. And it says everybody who is willing to do what it takes to win. That is really critical in this whole conversation. Everybody wants to win. I mean, who doesn't? It's just more fun to win. And who would argue with that? Nobody wants to lose. The problem is, is that not everybody wants to do what it takes to win. Not everybody wants to put in the sacrifice to win. Nobody wants to do the hard work. They just want to win. Who doesn't want that? How rewarding is that? It's not. That's not a championship mindset. There was a couple that came into Pensacola this weekend from Atlanta to work with their coaches. And We went to dinner with them on Friday night as a big group and something got said about did they want to work with me while they were in town because I was in town this weekend. And one of the guys goes, oh, she is serious. Like y'all think she is so nice, but then she gets in the studio and you cannot believe how serious that she is. And my husband piped up and said, yeah, there is a reason that I don't take dance lessons from her and I take dance lessons from somebody else. And everybody kind of laughed about it and I just didn't really say anything. But after it was over, that couple came to me and they were like, that's what we want. That's what we need. We need somebody to not tell us how great we are because we want to get better. The problem is, is that people are so sensitive and there is such a tell me how great I am thing out there that truth hurts feelings. And being honest, people get their feelings hurt. Choose your words. Make sure your words are spoken well and with the right tone. Absolutely. And and all these things. But someone telling you what you want to hear all the time 
that doesn't improve you isn't developing you. It's just making you feel good. That doesn't mean you're getting better. Agency owners that have mentorships or really truthful peer-to-peer relationships, they're like, you need to quit doing it that way. Having the relationship and then being honest with them, that is how growth happens. It doesn't feel good. My youngest daughter made a jump between 14U and 16U from what I would call a top 60 national team level. She wanted to make the leap to a top 20. And we went to a different organization in Houston. It was really out of her comfort zone. It really was hard because she was not used to that truth. And today, one of the things that she is saying to me in her first Power 5 Division 1 college fall offseason is that that leap prepared her for this. She didn't like it. She didn't even want to stay in it. But The two years that she spent in this organization that was more of this top tier, my daughter is invoking comments and conversations from that period of her life right now. Why she thinks she's prepared, why she's going to keep fighting and developing and getting better. That is really, really interesting to me to watch as a parent and observe as a business owner. I think the key is keeping that growth-focused mindset, knowing that to think like a champion, you just have to embrace the idea that challenges are always going to be an opportunity for growth. Look, we're going through a crazy market cycle right now. It's really easy for the alarm clock to go off and for you to pull the covers back over your head as an agency owner and crawl up in a fetal position because the market is crazy. We just had a major category four hurricane hit South Florida and it's terrible and it's awful and the market's going to spiral a little bit more. And what are we going to do with that? How are we going to respond to that? The championship mindset wins there, knowing that you got to get up and go. You got to get up and fight it, face it. And you got to do it with the attitude of, I refuse to lose. I'm going to win and be able to know that these different things are going to be part of the life cycle of an agency owner. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Greg Maddox. The best pitchers have a short-term memory and a bulletproof confidence. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.